Hello, welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed. I'm speaking quietly because I'm in a room full of people, all very connected to F1. And they're all playing Scalextric. I'm with the Sky Sports F1 team who have put together the biggest Scalextric layout I've ever seen. Best because it's picked some of the greatest corners in F1 and put them together in one circuit. I'm standing by 130R from Japan at the moment. Go around that and then you get to Rouge in Belgium. Then there's T1 from Hockenheim here as well. Casino Square from Monaco. Those are the only corners I can see at the moment. Some of the Sky presenters are going to have a race around here and some of the journalists who have been invited, they're going to challenge them for fastest laps as well. Damon and Anthony Davidson were just having a few practice laps. It went pretty well. And at the moment, Martin's doing a presentation. So I'll hush up for a moment. I'll be back when I've got someone to talk to. Damon. Hello. Gareth Jones again. Gareth, how, how are you doing, doing? man? Oh, good, thanks, Steve. Yeah, very good. Are you familiar with Scale Electric? Did you all grow up with Scale Electric, your kids? Absolutely. When we were young, we used to sit there cross-legged and sort of with melting controllers in our hands and the smell of electrics. I'm not sure if they were as safe as they are now today <laughs> in those days, but definitely saw the plastic melting on the controllers. And Presumably uh, all in Rothmans Williams colours, I hope. No, no, this is going back to, you know... The, the, oh, when you were little. We're talking about the 60s here. Oh, really? <laughs> when, when we had those sort of punch throttle controllers and yeah, you could get no, Phil Hill's 156. There were triggers, but I mean, you triggers, know, but we, oh. yeah, we just sit there and like get mesmerised watching the things going around. Not as good as this track, though. If you'd put a track together, would it be like this? What's missing? You've got all the greats I here, don't mean, I, I've got the imagination to build a track like this. It's, uh, <laughs> it's way beyond anything we could have dreamt of when we were younger. And only we didn't have the bedroom big enough, did we? This is more than a bedroom. You'd need a palace to have something like this, wouldn't you? This is a royal scale structure. It's vast, yeah. 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 Do you know the length? I know it's time. We're trying to beat this time, which is... Martin's managed to practice all night. I think he's got 23-1. So, Pretty uh, good. And what's your time? Oh, I'm, there? I'm way off. I got down to 26, but... What's the trickiest bit, then? Oh, Where did you come off first? It depends what side you're on, as always. One side is slightly easier than the other. So you have to learn the tracks. If you're on the inside track, it's slightly easier on some of the corners. But it's quite mesmerising, really, after a bit. You zone out, don't you? Watching. You zone out. And you all go back to your childhood, don't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's and that smell of the electrically charged air particles, ozone, I think. Yeah, the ionisation or whatever it is. It, yeah. Yeah. yeah, very good. So are you going to be pitching to Tilka to build this for the next season? We need a greenfield site, we can have this. Okay. Yes, I think that this has got some of the features that you love to see. I mean, it's fantastic left-right sequences there, a bit like Silverstone, that bit there. That's Cops. Some, that's Cops. We've got a miniature of the BRDC clubhouse there <laughs> and, and the wing. I but, want uh, this. And the wing, even though it's a miniature, is actually still enormous. <laughs> it's very impressive. I love modelling. I've got all your cars as 143rd yep. scale models, so I appreciate the value of this. But joking aside, we're here to promote your coverage or the coverage that you're yep. helping produce for Sky yeah. for the season upcoming. Well, I think what we're trying to do is to show that we have fun in covering Formula One and yeah. we go into great depth. And I think the reception has been fantastic because the show's fantastic and the people who work at Sky put together just about every angle you can cover. It's so comprehensive. It's great to be part of the team to work with them. It's my fourth year now. and I had no idea when I first started that I'd still be here doing this, but I've enjoyed it a lot and also brought me closer to the sport that I love. It must bring you some of the satisfaction that 
driving in a team does in a championship? Because you're working with a production team who are not like a race team. They tour the world at the same venues. And when the flag drops, when someone says, and you're live on air, you have to do it. Is that yeah. part of the appeal for you? I think it's a big part of the appeal. A lot of it is live. And, you know, maybe you become an adrenaline junkie when you're a racing driver. But, yeah, when you're live on air, you've got to get it right. And you have to think quick and see all the right things in the right order. So <laughs> try, try I've never that. managed that yet. After 20 odd years of trying, I'm still getting some of the words in yeah. the right order. So, uh, yeah, there's been that side to it, which is good. But Formula One's a big show. It's a massive operation. And once the ball starts rolling, you know, nothing can stop it. I noticed that you've managed to steer away from any of the too complex technology so far. You know, they have the sky pad and you can go from live footage to a CGI model yeah. of the cars on track. You haven't had to do that yet. Is that in your contract? Um, <laughs> no, I haven't stipulated that I want to stay out of it. Although the good thing is we've got such a lot of knowledgeable people, notably Anthony Davidson is very good. And, he makes and, it and look Bruno. easy. Honestly, Anthony, he's a current racing driver. He's current world champion as well in endurance. And he's worked with these cars and he also works with Mercedes as a test driver. Mm-hmm. So in the simulator, so he's right up to speed with all of the technical stuff and actually leaves me way behind so my angle I suppose is what it's like to be up there fighting for a title and and winning Grand Prix and what goes to a driver's mind and so we try and get that across I suppose the more psychological kind of emotional you know working with a team and the pressures that drivers are under being in the sharp end of Formula 1 what sort of receptions you get up and down the pit lane? When you walk into the Williams garage, is there a greater gap in the door for you to walk in than yeah, any natu- other garage? Naturally, I've had a history with Williams, and so the relationship there is a little bit more open. But the doors are not shut anywhere, really. Ferrari are a little bit remote from us because they're based in Italy, but most of the teams, you can go there, and they're happy to talk to you and invite you into the hospitality unit because it's in their interest to do that, to get the story across. So we get a chance to get them... They you know, they don't pour their hearts out, but they definitely let us know stuff that we need to know and we can somehow use that to improve our coverage. Looking at the results of testing so far, it seems that the Williams this year is perhaps even better shape than it was last year. And if there's a contender for nicking wins or perhaps putting a challenge for the championship together, it might come from your ex-team. Yeah, they're definitely up with Mercedes. I mean, I would say the closest team, it'd be very close between them and Ferrari as to who's going to bite the ankles of the Mercedes teams uh, the hardest. And if you were a betting man, is it too early to place any bets on Constructor this year? I would think it would be a fairly safe bet for Mercedes. And even, I would say, a good bet might be to put some money on Lewis getting his third championship. Well another British champion would be another thing I enjoyed it when you won enjoyed it when Lewis won twice so let's keep that going okay, thanks, thanks Damon enjoy the season cheers there bouncer wants to talk to ah hey man how are you good how are you I'm good you got a minute you want to eat that first yeah. no I'll let's do it while I'm eating mm. Mm. Are you all set? Are you prepared? Because you're about to vanish from your lovely family pretty much for six months. Yeah. Can I have this gummy bear? Yeah, go on. My daughter's become obsessed with, you know this, as a father of two boys. You don't. Girls are obsessed with this thing called the gummy bear, the yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Do you know about it? I this? know the gummy bear song. Gummy, it's, gummy, it's gummy, 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 gummy bear. It's passed through YouTube many, many, many times. <laughs> My younger son gets mind worms, mm. and that one's been in his head for uh, at least really? two years, I think. Yeah. Your boys are all... 
grown up now. Oh, it's it's now. frightening. Do they know more about Formula One than me? No. Well, the big one does. He's, he's very knowledgeable. He asked me, and I have to check facts now. Oh, hang on. Uh, Is he still a Red Bull fan? No, I think he's probably moved towards Williams, quite really? frankly. I think Bottas has enchanted him somehow. Because he's no bother. Bottas that's is consistently a, there, isn't yeah, he? But that's not a phrase you hear very often, is it? Bottas has enchanted me. Yeah, I know. In many ways, that's my issue with Bottas, isn't it? Yeah. I haven't seen a killer instinct from him mm-hmm. yet. All right, yes, you know, he'll go and do exactly the same lap time that the computer says is the one that you want to do to be second or first or whatever. But we haven't seen that killer instinct mm-hmm. yet. He's consistent at the moment. Yeah. But I don't know, maybe... He's obviously very good. What do the Finns call it? Sisu? Sisu, where they yes. hold it all together? Yes. Yes. I think he's a late developer. He's had a few seasons now to mm. get his feet under the table. This year is the opportunity, or perhaps the time, he needs to prove himself over Massa, because Massa did well last year, didn't he? Were you watching the same Massa as I was? Well, for Massa, he did very well. That's the point. He made Bottas look conservative sometimes. That's true. That's true. I did like Richard's description of, what was it, Swarthy Waiter? Uh, what? Uh, of, uh, of Massa. Of Massa. R- Richard's description was Swarthy Waiter. I think it was the, um, it was the hairstyles that he was going with. Where's Zog, by the way? Zog is otherwise engaged oh, on he? space projects oh, at the moment. Oh, oh. Yeah, he's been doing work for ESA. So um, he's on the only other technology that oh, appeals well. to us apart from cars That's rockets and planes yeah absolutely you also Sorry, you, yeah you're going yeah. away for <laughs> yeah. what f- f- six months from your family no. pretty much well the silly thing is that because Australia isn't back to back with Malaysia I'm going to Australia for the some days of five days oh yeah so arrive on a Tuesday night Wednesday morning so Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday leave Sunday night so five days that's just enough time to do the job buy some special ointment in a red tube from Brisbane um, do you know the stuff no it's, well, a, I can only it's a papaya it's a natural ointment that soothes and cleanses and it's made from sort of reduced boiled down papaya and I uh, forget the name but anyone who goes to Australia will know it's in a red tube and it's from Brisbane and where uh, do you apply this to you? mostly to my children's cuts and bruises oh really yep, yep it's very good it cleanses and repairs skin if you've got any dry patches yourself <laughs> I have actually. just rub rub a bit of this on the, the ointment oh, I'll find it's out in the, it's the Australian stuff in the red tube you go to any chemist any Australian someone model, will tell me having heard this on the it's program it's like O'Neill's or O'Rion's or so that. that's the highlight of the early part of the season for you exactly. buying so I need to pack ointment. all of that into yeah. the suitcase for the kids my missus wants a couple of design and architecture magazines from out there so I'll go out on Wednesday and do that and then cover what should be well apart from Mercedes being a one-two a fascinating first Grand Prix mm-hmm. where do you think we're at I think we're at exactly where we left off in Abu Dhabi well, that's Precisely. what always happens yeah. you know, the first race of the season is invariably last season part two yeah. I think yeah. whether it will be Nico who has the upper edge oh, this yes. season over oh, Lewis yeah. that's the real focus at the moment Damon was just saying we all know Mercedes are going to do terribly 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 well yeah. but which Mercedes the fact that you've got a Brit and a German battling mm. again it's great for the sport because these are the power centres of the sport in Europe still in my opinion this is where where the people are mm. and it's an old battle it's an old needle that goes on and that's great for the sport it adds yeah. to the backstory of the whole thing the question mark for me is what's going to be the random element that stops the guy being on pole mm. going off and leading every race and leading every lap and winning a race so if that carries on the story from last year Rosberg I don't see why he shouldn't have lost any of his qualifying speed yep. you know might be on pole a few more times than Lewis and Lewis was still pretty good but you know he's worked on that in the winter 
and then he should or could lead every lap and then win the race what's going to happen and that's what we love isn't it it's those little bits of unpredictability mm-hmm. it's a bit of traffic here it's a puncture there it's um, a failure of uh, MGU uh, yeah, yeah locking it up or yeah. something like that because I don't see why there should be any change in what we saw last year which is mm-hmm. the Hamilton's the better racer mm-hmm. true at the start of last season I thought it was going to be Nico's slightly more conservative yeah. approach which brought him a championship and yeah. it turned out that it was Lewis's more aggressive qualities yeah. were the right thing in the new cars we didn't really know there was a culture change wasn't there that yeah we were all thinking that it was Nico the engineer yeah. Nico the thinker who would come yeah. to it and indeed he was Nico the thinker but it wasn't actually able to do the business in the race I still wonder how much that team radio coaching ban hurt Rosberg because after it was introduced in in Singapore Mm. Rosberg didn't win Mm -hmm. any races Mm -hmm. and Lewis won all of them apart from one Brazil Hmm. Didn't he? After Is Singapore, there a correlation yeah. here, perhaps? Yeah. Brazil, Rosberg won, didn't he? But apart yeah. from that, after Singapore, Lewis won all of them, including Abu Dhabi. So, aside from a Mercedes yeah. whitewash yeah. or silver wash... Can I so do one more thing yeah. to point out with? I'm just going to get my next snack out of the bag, Ooh, which is a packet of Maltesers. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kimi, mm-hmm. did you see their race simulations, Ferrari race simulations on the last two days of Barcelona mm-hmm. final test Kimi second beat, fastest in the speed trap he beat Vettel beat Vettel so oh. his race simulation had that been a race mm-hmm. of course it was over two days so you can't really compare it although I am Kimi was ahead of Vettel what We'd like an that. upset would that would be oh no well what would we all think about Vettel if Kimi beats him this year well I love Kimi so and I always imagine that Kimi's greatest days are behind him you know his young energetic flair and put up against Alonso last year he didn't look great mm. but I have faith in Vettel I think Vettel can drive a very engineering led race mm. really well you know he integrates the way he drives with what's needed from the car and so I thought you know an intelligent driver at Ferrari would be the right thing and Vettel would absolutely thrive that's a bit mm. of a shock yeah well, it says more about Vettel than it says about Kimi do you think well let's see listen because I love Vettel and he's obviously trying to do a shoey there I think it's admirable I yep. think he's really applied himself and I was so impressed the way he came into testing yeah picked the team up by the ghoulies if you like and mm, said yeah. don't worry lads I'm with you now we're going to do this together. We're going to pull this team out from whatever crevice we're in. And I'm going to give it 100% because clearly he's a man who understands percentages, which is refreshing in Formula One. <laughs> um, and uh, we're actually going to go for it. And that's staying late. That's carrying around his little notebook that he makes notes in. That's doing everything, clapping the mechanics on the back, thanking them for their work. And yes. Ferrari have been at pains to try and say everything's happy, happy, and let's see if that disappears after they have a first disappointing race. But I am full of admiration for the collaborative, motivating job that Vettel's done at Ferrari so far. He worked with Michael Schumacher enough. He raced with him in the Race of Champions. He knows Michael well. You're absolutely right. He's trying to do a shoey. If he models his approach on how to work with Ferrari using the same Schumacher model ideally he needs half of Red Bull with him as well the the team because when Schumi went to Ferrari he took the Benetton team with him effectively and that made that possible it grew and changed the team now Ferrari have been in a state of flux for five years haven't they they have a turnstile or a stable door that's constantly revolving people coming and going 
it's stability and the right people that are going to change it. Is it going to happen this year? uh, I think it will take a while. I agree with you, but I also like every change that Maurice Cumswell has made. Sorry, Maurizio Arriva Ben. <laughs> um, you uh, you has, turn the word. <laughs> you, um, you have the same mind as me, well, exactly. Yeah. Cumswell. <laughs> yeah. So I hear. Um, <laughs> and every decision he's made, I really like. Mm-hmm. I like changing the design department I like bringing Rory Byrne back I think that's a cool move as a kind of mentor to their new young designer Simone Resta I like changing freshening up the engineering department never mind freshening up they got rid of all of them didn't yeah, they yeah, yeah. and they've got Dave Greenwood in from Marussia they've got Ricardo Adami who was Vettel's engineer at Toro Rosso they've got him in as well you know I like that I like Jock Clear on the pit wall mm-hmm. you know a guy who is all about nuts and bolts engineering won the title with Villeneuve back in 1997 it must be different for him to go to Ferrari weird for him to go to Ferrari seeing as they were the dread enemy in 1997 weren't they when Schumacher ran Villeneuve off the track in Jerez but still I like every change that Maurizio has made Uh, yeah I hope it works we all do we all want Ferrari to do well we love them we hate them we want them to be the team to beat we want it to be close Mm. they're not close enough yet to Mercedes are they and they won't be not for a few years no they won't and you know let's not kill ourselves this is going to be another Mercedes walkover with a great battle between Hamilton and Rosberg but I don't know who do you think the other surprises are going to be Williams will get wins won't they well you hope so but then we said this this last year Mm -hmm. and it didn't happen very disappointingly Lotus I think they'll surprise Torosso I guess they're always surprised. Yeah, they're all surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Toro Rosso to an extent, I suppose. I'm interested to see what Max Verstappen and Carlos, don't call me junior, science junior. I reckon Damon's going to give Carlos the hardest time of anyone in the paddock this year. Why? What's because he said? Because Jake raced against Carlos Sainz Jr. Oh, in, yeah. uh, what was it? Jake Hill. Uh, right. Was it Formula 3 UK? Right. I can't remember. Okay. It's Formula 3. Right. And, you know, Oh, really? He did very well. So yeah. I reckon Dame will be in there digging. Okay. All right. Well, I met him. I did a, a little bit with him in testing. And he's a nice guy. Don't call him Junior. He's like Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah. yeah strangely. Yeah. 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 But anyway, uh, we'll see. You looking forward to it? Yeah. I just want to know if Fernando's all right. I'm mm. a bit worried about him, really. Everything post-concussion, I understand. You know, that you can get hit on the head and still feel a bit woozy even a few weeks later and I can understand why he doesn't want to go to Albert Park a place with a lot of concrete barriers so you know you could have a similar accident again and that would be very bad for your brain but I still don't really understand what happened to cause the accident itself we don't know yet no, we don't, no one said anything no. McLaren have been very obtuse about it no. and it seems a very long period usually drivers get what two weeks if they've had a concussion over a certain level and then they're back in the car is it yeah but how long is it for rugby players is it three weeks or four weeks I wouldn't know I'm afraid Something like that. But hey, you know, the backstory continues. We've got Mr. Magnuson in the car again, which is the universe setting itself right again, isn't it? I know, I love that. After all, the schmozzle, as my grandfather would say. Schmozzle. After that whole schmozzle, then they end up with the same (laughs) drivers, having annoyed them both, and then getting rid of K-Mag, or as Ron Dennis referred to him in that strange McLaren press conference when they were announcing it, poor sad Kevin. Did he actually say that? that? No, I missed that. I was watching it. No. Ron was talking they were there there was Button sitting there and Alonso sitting next to him and Mr. Arai from Honda and then Magnussen was on the end and of course nobody from the press was asking Magnussen anything and Ron was talking and he said and anyway look at poor sad Kevin over there you know no one's asking him any questions and everyone was like well steady on Ron that's going to stay there isn't it <laughs> looks like we're on to something else here now Ted we've got to move on to but man can you, yeah. do, you want, do you want to have a lovable teaser thank you other sweets are available 
Campbell. This is not represented endorsement by Gareth Jones on speed, but it is one of Ted Kravitz. Ted, man, it's great to see you. Good to see you. Enjoy the season. Cheers. What are you eating, Tedos? Maltesers? Definitely. Never Malte- say no to food. I just took two as well. I had a slight chocolatey flavour. If Lovely. you kiss me, you'll get it. Aww. Hello. Natalie, you don't get along with the drivers. It's always your gig when they're walking from the loo. Mm. You have one question. The loo stalker. Yeah. Yes. I just hang outside men's loos. You get one Glamorous. question with them, mm. you know. How much of that is spontaneous? How much is that is? Well, it's all re- got to be spontaneous because you never know who you're going to get mm. and there's often a bit of legging it to get to them. And also, half the time, the last thing they want just before they're about to race is a mic shoved under the nose and I don't blame them. But it's quite interesting, I think, as a fan, just to hear their reaction, see what kind of frame of mind they're in. Some of them are very happy to chat. Mm-hmm. I kind of know who are and who aren't now. Mm-hmm. So there's some that I don't even bother approaching. Who's the worst? Come on, you can tell At me. At that stage before the race... Lewis is Lewis, very good, isn't he? Well, Lewis very rarely talks yeah. at that stage. Fernando, Kimmy, never talks. I think I've got one answer out of him. <laughs> and when he does, we can't work out what he's saying. I know. I quite like that, though. Yeah. It all builds up to part of his character, doesn't it? But Daniel Ricciardo always chats. Jev always chats, but obviously he's not going to be there. Jensen's good with you. Jensen's great. They're all great, but I can totally understand that at that stage before racing, they don't want to talk. And say Martin finds it on the good walk. Just depends who he stumbles across. It's a difficult gig. I know I've done some pit lane reporting, yeah. not, not at your sort of level. What is the most difficult aspect of it? And your life has changed quite dramatically it recently. Has. It's I just a- nipped home to feed my baby, actually. <laughs> he or she? I never. He, he, he. Little Wilfred. Yeah. Three months old now. Two no, months? no, six weeks. Congratulations! Yeah. I come there. Fresh still yes. in the wrapper. Yes, that's right. Yeah. That's going to make it tricky this year, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Well, do you know Sky have been incredibly supportive I think they're all four mothers back in the workplace and supporting them Wilf is a huge F1 fan obviously and he's coming to the races with me so I'm doing all the European races with Wilf and my mum my mum's going to look after him while I'm at the track you'll have your own trailer now won't you yeah well listen there are loads of dads in F1 now Kimmy's just become a father Sebastian's Uh obviously a father Pastor Maldonado Massa pitch to Bernie the F1 crash I'm going to do it the Pinkham crash there'll be a few drivers in there too at the uh, this rate <laughs> Max yeah <laughs> I think getting he's too young to get in there probably probably <laughs> but it's great fun obviously my life's changed my priority is of course my son hmm. but uh, I still love Formula 1 and I still love my career and if there's ways of combining the two then it doesn't get much better than that does it no the life work balance is the key to true happiness there you go yeah. that's in good curries I was once told as well so. oh. but Nancy uh, such a big fan in, so lovely enjoy the series, Thank the you season. I got Will's passport actually yesterday. He had to have a little photo taken. They kept his eyes shut for the whole thing. Perfect. So sweet. Remaining discreet at all times. Yeah. See ya. Take Thank care. You. Thank you. Martin, here we go. We're about to launch into how many seasons as a broadcaster for you is this now? What, 12? My 19th. 19th? Yeah. Get out. No, really? 19 years. How did yeah. that happen? Well, I last raced in 1996, mm. so that's how it happened. That explains a lot. Yeah. And in the build-up to the season, do you still get the juices flowing? You know, as a fan, the rest of us, the fact that we just had six months without a race, when it finally gets the first race, there's a great relief, a great, right, we've started, we're getting on with it. Do you still get that sort of emotional roller coaster, oh, yeah. or is it just a professional thing now? No, I mean, it's a bit Grand Dog Day in terms of you go to the airport and land in Tullamarine Airport in Melbourne but I love it I walk into the hotel then I go and pick up my pass for the season and it feels brilliant 
I am really excited about it. Uh, it's my 32nd year around Formula One, including being a driver. So, yeah, and it feels like back to school, you know, first day of term, really getting stuck in and what's going to happen. There's always something to talk about. There's always something exciting or unusual going on. So, and live TV gets the adrenaline going a bit my grid walk for example definitely does so yeah looking forward to it what is going to be unusual or exciting this year is it Vettel in a Ferrari the chemistry there or the cork that's going to pop at McLaren when eventually the truth about Alonso and Ron pops out there's got to be well, a tension there that's going to give isn't there it's all about the backstory as well well let's hope they have a chance for attention mm-hmm. you know Alonso's not in the car mm-hmm. in the first race he's missed a test as well so we're concerned about what his problem is since that incident in the Barcelona test Fernando Alonso so let's hope he's in the car and he's got a chance to fall out with Ron I think they've both mellowed a bit since then and got different needs now and don't forget the main catalyst to the problem was that Lewis Hamilton was there he was the new kid on the block and he was just too fast for Fernando at the time Fernando thought he was clear number one and suddenly he realised he didn't have a number one spot so different circumstances but you know Mercedes look like they're going to dominate again it should be a hell of a fight behind them though between Williams Red Bull and Ferrari McLaren will improve through the season the midfield Lotus with the Mercedes engine now Force India with the Mercedes they're looking quite strong Sauber with the new improved Ferrari engine so plenty of good racing through the field I just hope that Mercedes will completely unleash Rosberg and Hamilton to race wheel to wheel for the whole season the fairy tale story would be Will Stevens winning the first race in the manner of what was Marussia. Yeah. That's not going to happen, but that kind of thing has happened in the past. Jensen's Championship, you couldn't have made that up. The Braun Championship, you couldn't have invented that. What is the most exciting thing that you would hope to happen this year that could well, happen given the backstory? I mean, obviously, Ferrari winning races again. I think that'd be unusual if they win a championship this year, but how good is Max Verstappen, for example, and uh, Kvyat moving up into the Red Bull? There's stories left, right and centre. don't think Marussia will be winning the first race, uh, you know, even if they're there, but there'll be something mad going on because it's Formula One and it happens. And, you know, standing here in March, trying to guess, I mean, my last flight home is booked on December the 1st and there's an awful lot going on between now and then. It's going to be a busy time. What's the busiest period for you? The flyaways or the European season or the end as a broadcaster? It's, uh, Silverstone's the big one for us. We do a lot of stuff there. Um, first few races, then it settles down a little bit. But we're on air 14 hours a weekend live and plus all the other stuff we do so from Thursday morning till Sunday night we're absolutely flat out of the Grand Prix then we make a lot of as we've been doing this week Facebook Instagram Twitter viral stuff we make a lot of that material as well and you must get on with these awful people that you work with otherwise you wouldn't have done it for so long now I tolerate them yeah no we we're, <laughs> we think the, the Formula 1 fans who watch Sky F1 know that we're all good mates genuinely good friends and we enjoy each other's company we enjoy travelling the world together and that bond is growing there's no doubt about it Martin great to see you on all the right. show again for another year alright good to Beat see you Murray's record uh, maybe
my old mate, see me. Johnny Herbert. Hiya, mate. How are you? Doing very well. Did you have Skelectric as a kid, or did you go straight into karting when you were what, four years old? <laughs> um, I don't believe we had anything in the loft. I lie very well. Yes, I had it in the loft. It was full of Skelectrics. And I did one event where I didn't wake up early enough to go to a karting race. And we thought, what the hell are we going to do now? And I think in Wood Green, there was a South of England championship. So really? I turned up with my old JPS Lotus I used to play with, and I finished third. Good <laughs> On your so, debut. Exactly. So, And when we arrived here, the competitiveness arrived. Oh. Rundle's up there now, and the competitive instinct's there, because I'm still number one at the moment. I don't know if he's going to beat me, but he he's trying very hard. He has to beat you, hasn't yes, he? He's, he's putting the time hard. in. He's doing the work. Yeah. Because it's all about getting the faster time, and it's one-upmanship. You're a sportsman. That's how it, it works. It doesn't stop. No, <laughs> ever. It really doesn't stop. But no, this is great, because it was always a good thing, actually. I always, always thought it was very good for the mind, because it was another feeling you had through your fingers again yeah. the same as driving so it was, I think it was a good thing to do you know this GT Academy that Nissan did where yeah. they found a bunch of video gamers and yeah. brought them up you could do it with scale extra guys couldn't you? Well, you 40 years ago you would have done wouldn't you yeah no there's an element of it I think there's always someone out there Gareth that is probably better than Lewis Hamilton it's just how you find them yeah, um, yeah. through different things as you said doing it through the GT Academy or maybe doing it through a scale electric race you never never know because they do exist somewhere so given that how good is Max Verstappen and Carlos Sainz Jr.? I'm a fan of the youngsters and I'm a fan because they are brought up in such a different manner than I was what Damon was even Martin as well and I think now they're much more competent because they're aware of how to look after themselves fitness wise they know how to look after nutrition they know all about marketing because they've been taught it from a very very young age so the, the criticism of Max coming in at 17 it's too young it's not good for F1 it looks bad I disagree because at the end of the day I think he'd be prepared enough and he'd be more more than capable of doing a very, very good job. The just way, because the way he's come through the karting and other forms yeah, to get there. He's got a sensational record already, good hasn't time. he? Yeah. And I always think that, you know, the business of F1 is a very conservative industry because there are such huge figures at stake. There's a lot to be won and lost in terms of business and promotion and all that. Yeah. You can't really take a risk. It's a calculated risk when you choose a young driver like that. They know he can do it, don't they? You choose a good one. One. Yeah. You obviously don't choose the sort of an average one. You know, they always stand out. Now, if you mm-hmm. go back to sort of the Clarks and the Stewarts and the Lauders and Fittipaldis, PK, Stenners, Pross, Schumachers, Hackeners, they always stand out. And so you always sort of know there's something special about them. And, you know, that's why we've got Lewis now as the world champion, because he's got that little specialness to him. And mm-hmm. McLaren saw that a long, long time ago when he was young and they brought him on and they got a world championship together. Now he's got his second going for his third. So it's something think that it's getting younger yes I don't think it's a bad thing at all and I think Kvyat for example going to Red Bull still a young boy as well you know he will show how good he is at the same time does he look out of his depth no he doesn't does Verstappen or Saints look out of depth when they've done the testing I think little Carlos Jr had a little off in, in Barcelona, Barcelona yeah. but Verstappen has been very competent in the Fridays he did last year mm-hmm. and he hasn't made hardly any errors at all one very small one I think it was in Nereth but overall they don't make those errors anymore because you they're just a different breed you were never in the Benetton on team the same time as Yoss Verstappen we did you no, get I his seat yeah, yeah that's right yes, yeah. I know Yoss from A1 GP when yep. he was driving for the Netherlands and he's a pretty hard uncompromising guy I love him to bits he was the greatest interview in the pit lane you know he genuinely told it like it was 
he's going to be his son's greatest critic, isn't he? It's going to be tough, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's going to be tough to a degree. But I think, although Yoss is a bit of a sort of a bully boy when he was even on the track, you know, he never gave up. He was always push, push, push all the time. But he's also very aware that when you do see talent, even if it's not his son, you can see that things have changed. Things are different nowadays than what they were before. And he can only help him, support him. And when I've seen him around even last year, he wasn't there being sort of in front of his little kid because he was there sort of just supporting him and helping, not telling him what to do. You do this and you do that. Because he knows, like I know and you know, where you are your own person. You have your own style. You don't change someone's style to your style because your style may not suit him. And I think he's just very good to be there as a good dad and supporting. He will surprise many this year. I think the youngsters will be a very, very good. They're the future, for sure. Yeah, we need the new blood every year. We haven't got very many new teams at the moment. So no, uh, no. new drivers is the new stuff coursing through. Yeah, you've done this how many years now for Sky? Four? Is it's it? the fourth. Fourth year? Yeah. Are you looking forward to this year and yeah. being away for so much, as much as ever? Yes. You wait for the testing to start. And I remember as a driver, it was always exciting to get sort of behind the wheel again after a, probably a shorter break than these guys have. But they've gone out. We've seen the Mercedes looks very quick again. Probably we expected that. But the battle between the two drivers is just going to be as hot as it was last year. Some people are saying, you know, is it going to be a little bit easier to control, manage? No, of course it's not. Their drivers, helmet on, visor down. They're racing for themselves. So that will carry on the same. The gap, I think, is a little bit smaller. Williams did very well at the end of the season. That seems to have continued, so they're probably second best, it looks like, at the moment. Ferrari looked better, Sauber looked better, Red Bull, we don't really know. And then the Toro Rosso looks a little bit better with the youngsters in. Everybody looks better. Except McLaren. Yeah, yeah, They're the ones who are really suffering big time. I was wondering about this. McLaren, they're playing a long game here. They're talking about having a car that's not going to be performing at its best until the European section of the season there aren't many teams in the pit lane who can afford that sort of luxury of a long view most teams are struggling almost on a race by race basis to turn up and pay the bills these days aren't they? They are yes we know what happened at the end of last year with Catron and Marussia and it looks as if hopefully Marussia Manor will sort of be in Australia which is great I think they're very important to have those small teams in there because they do give chances to people like Fernando Alonso world champion they do give mm. those chances to Mark Webber mm-hmm. finishing in the points in his first Grand Prix in Australia again with Minardi so those small teams have brought on some very very good talent so we need them there but it is tough and for McLaren it's going to be tough but of course I'm sure they're aware I'm sure Ron's aware like Williams who were at the top of their game sort of in the 90s you can lose it very very quickly and then you struggle to get back we know the difficulties they've been through to sort of be competitive and they've come back okay maybe they're second best at the moment but second best is not winning and that's where things really do generate the sponsorship and the money that you need to go racing so even with McLaren yes they've got Honda and Bull which is great yes McLaren Ron Dennis and we know his history which is fantastic with the success he's had but it all needs to come together and we can look at it now we can criticise it there are all the problems they've had it shouldn't happen because it is McLaren but I think in the long term there is a very good chance that that package will be very very strong I know Berger came out the other day and said that Alonso will win in the McLaren as world champion so there's a lot of belief out there as well on the outside but there's a lot of belief I'm sure within the team at the same time but as we know the competitiveness probably is 
probably more than it's been for many a year and it's going to be very hard for McLaren to get itself back into winning ways and winning championships yes or no are they going to do it this year they're going to win a race as we are at the moment talking no not at all I think they're going to be too far behind but as far as what Mercedes can do or what the other teams can do we've got these little tokens now with the engines you know that can change very very quickly mm. and that can make the competitiveness of everybody else move towards Mercedes it's possible yes but I think they won't be in that position this year I doubt Johnny you'll be in your usual position I'll be in the usual position sitting in front of you on television telling me exactly what you're telling me now but from a race I look forward to seeing it great good to see you you too thank you This is great. The shoe is on the other foot. The only opportunity I get to talk to you, Crofty, is on the move from your expansive playground to your... Where are you going? I've not even had a go of the Scalextrics yet. It's absolutely shocking. You're saying it wrong. Scalextrics. Scalextrics. Right. Yeah. Thing is, this is the time of year where I stop being managed by Mrs. Croft and I now start being managed by Mrs. Pinkham, basically, um, who's now stopping to talk to somebody else. So it's like Freshers Week. We're meeting up with all our mates. It's like a new school term is starting. And now I'm in Natalie Pinkham's hands for the rest of the year. It's already started for you, hasn't it? You're having to think and construct ideas about how this whole season's going to go and what you're going to do about it. When does it stop for you? Does it take like three weeks to wind down? It it never stops. You never have a day where you don't read up Mm. about Formula One and keep an eye on what's going on within this wonderful world come with us uh, we're walking through the corridors you see the plush corridors here uh, of the sky building I hope I'm going to um, be able to get back in here this um, <laughs> yeah we can't, the point. we can't we can't march out to uh, actually Nats let's just stay here keep people waiting I don't mind the thing is this is a beautiful sport we love covering this sport yep. not just because we get to travel the world with our mates but we get to produce some hopefully brilliant TV yes, for a do. bunch of people who love the sport as much as we do so it's one big happy family really it, do you know what I think the sky from production team is like the dad's army team bear with me on this <laughs> the team of, of, of dad's army there's not a duffer on there every single character on dad's army was mm. perfect there aren't many TV shows Who, that you can say that oh. and so th- who's the stupid boy then stupid boy don't tell him Herbert <laughs> And I, see, I'd have Damon Hill as John LeMazuro. Yeah, yeah. We could go through this and do Dad's Army characters. That makes this. you Mannering, you realise, don't you? But no, Martin Brundle's Captain Mannering. He is, yes. isn't he? He is definitely Captain Mannering. There He's you go. There's your theme for the feature that you're going to do for Silverstone Silver this show. year. You should be on commission. He is now. <laughs> <laughs> you go. Enjoy the season. Thank you very much. Oh, I can't wait to see you. Yeah. See you. See you go. Uh, we've now got to go and do a viral video. I don't even know what they are, but yeah, Nats is in charge. Good luck. To send us an email, see pictures, get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site, follow us on Twitter, or to find out about sponsorship opportunities, go to garethjones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Gareth Jones on Speed!